0: hi friends i'm paige and i'm abby and welcome to a love like this podcast guys aside from having one of the coolest accents gabby speaks words of wisdom love and truth we began this friendship almost two years ago now through instagram and she's been a mentor to us ever since gabby is a youth pastor a young women's ministry leader a wife a youtuber and a christian TikToker. today we spoke about how even if you weren't raised in a household filled with faith, there is no reason why you can't pursue a life following in Jesus' footsteps. How you can use social media to be for the world and not of the world. And lastly, how changing your mindset to live a life for others is the key to finding fulfillment. As always, thank you guys for always tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed and enjoy this week's episode. So on this show, Gabby, we love to talk about how a love like this, the love of God, has changed people's everyday life. And so how has um, God changed yours? And when did your like faith journey begin?
1: Yeah, so I came to know the Lord. I was 18 years old. I was just a few weeks out from starting my freshman year of college. So that was about four years ago um, this August. But um, I, I don't even know. I feel like it's it's crazy to think sometimes like I think about what my life would have looked like had I not encountered God and had things mm-hmm. kept going on the trail that I originally had planned for myself. And it gets me like kind of anxious. Like it overwhelms me a little bit because I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. God, like because he has done so much and he has changed so many things. But not only did he change it's not even that he changed my life, but I was given a new life. Like I was just, I felt like I started out from the very beginning, like new identity. There was so much that I feel like in particular, I was struggling with that. He freed me from whether it was the approval of man or the acceptance of others. Like I remember just my biggest struggle was I would find my value or my worth based on other, if other people liked me, even if I didn't really like them. And it was this constant battle and like, I remember the Lord, like, I really knew the Lord was doing a work in me when I, it didn't mean that it was an overnight thing. It's always a process. You know, the Lord changing you, it's Some things happen overnight. I don't want to say it never happens, but um, it is a process. And I just think about, you know, the Lord really entered in my home and he really started to minister to my family members and he was using me to kind of speak light into our home. Um, I grew up, my dad was an atheist growing up, so we didn't hear about the gospel when we grew up, but I was the first one to be faithful, to really minister to my mom and my sister. And it eventually led me to knowing about an older brother that I never knew I had, who um, was also a Christian, a man who had the faith as well, led me to know, like, you know, I wanted to be in ministry full time. Like that was my heart's desire. So Mm -hmm. the Lord, not, not only did he, he changed my life, but he gave me a new one. And then he changed my desires and like changed like what I thought I wanted based on what lined up with his identity for me, his biblical principles. Um, so it was, it was a constant shift, a constant process, but as much as things had changed, it was more like I just started from a ground zero and built up something new, if that yeah. makes sense.
0: Yes, it does. I, we can relate to that 100%. That is so good. Talk about like your world just completely flipping upside down because that's what happened for us as well. Um, Okay. So considering that we met you like through Instagram yeah. on social media, I wanted to ask you like how kind of like your social media like presence began and like where your idea to like openly post about your faith, like mm-hmm. where it all came from.
1: That's awesome. Such a good question. I remember thinking like when I came to know the Lord, I remember like having this like part of like, oh, I got to share it with everybody. Like I got to share it with my mom because honestly, like in my when I came to know the Lord, the only people I knew who also knew the Lord was my mentor now who's faith. And then I had met a couple of girls at college. So like I knew maybe like a handful of Christians and the other hundreds of people in my life didn't know the Lord at all. And I just remember hearing this scripture, like when you are filled up with the Holy Spirit, you become a witness to the gospel. So it's not even like the sense of like you pick and choose who you share it to, we're called to share it with everybody. So it's like, I share it with my family, you know, like that's my priority. I shared it with my friends. But then there was a sense of like, I don't necessarily know these people on Instagram, but I'm now a witness of the gospel. Like, it's not up to me whether or not I don't relay this information because that is who I am now that I am new in Christ Jesus. That is my call as an ambassador is to witness to whoever is within my arm's reach. So it's like, okay, if people on social media are in my arm's reach, it's not up to me to decide whether or not I tell them. I have to, like, that's my heart. And that was like how people were known as like the disciples or people who really like knew Christ's people knew who they were based on what they shared. And like, it was yeah. just like, mm-hmm. I really took that to heart. And I remember being like, I don't have all the right words at this point. I'm not even baptized. I mean, when I really started sharing, I had only been in church a handful of times. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I hadn't found a church that um, I was moving back and forth to and from school. Um, so I didn't have like a strong community. I was praying for it but um like whatever I do know um, I don't have all the answers but the few that I do have I knew were true and I knew were right so I shared what I had um and God was faithful to give me words when I didn't have them so
0: Gabby I feel like with 2020 it's been a year for everyone and I just feel like with everything going on in the world something that I've really noticed particularly with the people that I know and that I love and even the ones who do have a relationship with God they feel super lonely Mm. and they feel like they're alone and The ones who do know God feel like he's on pause, Mm. like he's not working. So what would you say, like, what would you speak into that person listening right now who does feel like they're in a season of like just hopelessness?
1: Yeah, I I think like two scriptures like really come to mind when I think about that is that God is close mm. to the brokenhearted and that no pain is wasted. So I think like mm. those two things, like are the first, I think like what a better time for people. Like if everybody's in a state of broken, being brokenhearted over one thing or another, job loss, no mm. school, feeling alone, whatever. I would say there's no p- better place for any of us to be if that's what brings us to Christ, you mm. know? So it's like... Mm -hmm. I empathize and I get everybody has struggles, but if this is what it takes to turn a nation and turn a world back to the Lord, so be it. Then that's what had to happen. But I would also say this pain isn't wasted. I honestly, the true times where I feel like I've had the most pivotal points in my faith or even what brought me to the Lord, it wasn't because I was full of joy and everything was going perfectly fine. Like I encountered God because I literally was like, Lord, I don't even know if you're there, but like at this point, I'm willing to hear anything. I'm so desperate just to know that there's something yeah. beyond like this day-to-day life that I'm living in. Um, so I, I look back and now too, like looking back at even before COVID, like the most time, like the times in my life I've been most distressed or have felt most lonely um, ultimately always brought me closer to Christ. It strengthened my faith um, and faith that isn't tested isn't faith at all. Because if you think about it, when life yeah. is comfortable and life is easy, um, I'm not. It's not necessarily as required for me to be relying on God in ways compared to, Lord, mm-hmm. I have no job. Lord, my parents have no job. Church isn't even open. Schools are closed, God. I Whatever it is, like, that's what draws us closer to Christ because no no longer are we relying on our own strength. It's like, I have to have the hand of God. And if mm-hmm. I don't, things are going to – it's basically like just getting everybody to a point where it's like, if God doesn't show up, nothing will. Like, we need God so Yes, <laughs> yes. That's, that's absolutely. So yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> that's so good. And so, Gabby, if somebody is listening to this and, you know, they – They've come across like, I don't know, on your Instagram, like the verses that you share and the truth that you share or on our Instagrams, like the truth that we share Mm. as well, um, or they open their Bible and they read the truth. How can that person who doesn't feel like they're enough, like who has that mentality of like, I'm not worthy to do this or I'm not... I can't pursue that calling on my life because I'm not good enough. How can that person then take the truth and then apply it practically Mm. to their life in that mental state? Yeah,
1: I think like something I really had to work on because like before Christ, like my really big struggle was being approved by man and was really like seeking acceptance from others that I had to like rewire my thinking by reading scripture on who Christ said that I was. Mm. Because when we get to a point where like, the Bible is completely true, and if that is the case, then what God mm-hmm. says about me in this is the truth. But if I don't know that truth, then I can't walk in confidence. I can't walk in my purpose. I can't walk confidently because I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. So it's it's back to this intentionality of being like, it doesn't matter how I'm feeling. It doesn't matter. the Because lo- at the end of the day, whatever Christ says about me is the truth. I remember too, like, Mm -hmm. I heard a woman share this, and it was right when I first came to know the Lord, but it stuck with me, and whenever I was at church and she was in our prayer group, she would pray, Lord, don't allow me to believe a lie. Like, any lie that I am believing about myself, would you reveal it to me and replace it with the truth? Because we don't always recognize Mm -hmm. things that we believe about ourselves that aren't the truth. So whatever is hindering a new believer or someone from really diving deep um, and and diving full speed ahead into a relationship with Christ, I would just encourage you to read what Scripture says about you Um, and then ask God to start to reveal the things that you believe about yourself that Christ would say is not the case. Um, When we have a truthful understanding Mm -hmm. of who He is and what He says, that's the only way we can have a truthful understanding of who we are in Christ. Um, But without that, we're just kind of aimlessly wandering around trying to pick up the pieces and we'll never fully get there.
0: Why do you think it's important for every guy or girl listening to this just to be
1: themselves? I I remember hearing this one time and it really like spoke to me, but it was talking about like, it was just something small, but it was like the thought that um, God is like, he's so intimately made each of us like to the point where like there were like currently on earth right now, Like there are 7.6 billion different people and all of our laughs, like the way we laugh, they all sound completely different. Like that's how much he Mm -hmm. cares. Like that's how specific and unique each of us are where we can all feel joy. And it looks different for each and every person. Like you guys are twins. You guys look the same, but the way you laugh, it sounds different. The way you guys, there's little things where it's like Mm -hmm. you're still so specifically unique and seen by God where it's like, then if that is the case and if, My fingerprint, even for the billions of people before me and the billions of people after, does not match mine. If even our two eyes, like our two identical eyes, they are not the same. Like our two eyes are actually even made different. If we are each made this unique and if we are each made this specifically and intimately, and when we were loved and when Christ created the world and he thought, had each of us in mind for a specific purpose, then if we don't spend time Mm -hmm. getting to know our creator and ultimately coming to better understand. Mm -hmm. who we are, then that means that purpose goes unused. That means there are things, like Mm -hmm. if we don't take that time and if we're not worrying about, like if the focus isn't who am I, it's who catches my eye and how can I best emulate them Mm -hmm. instead of how can I walk in the fullness of who Christ has created me to be. And then it always, if you're you're not Mm -hmm. going to God, you're going to the world so that means that you're going to ultimately try and look like well she's really pretty and I kind of like how she has this aesthetic Mm -hmm. on her Instagram or she's really into music Mm -hmm. and I want to be a singer so maybe I'm going to try to emulate her style Um, you know whatever it is it's different for everybody Mm -hmm. but what I'm saying is the more we're distracted by the people who um, might be famous or have a platform or have been given some kind of elevated status then it will will never as long as we're Mm -hmm. distracted by those things and fixing on those things not only are we not knowing who we are but we're getting further away from our original identity which means whatever god created Mm -hmm. us each specifically to do will go undone and like that's a really hard thing to accept like people die every day not knowing who they are not knowing their creator not knowing that there was a purpose for them all along. And that's, like, I can't think of something more heartbreaking than that. Like, to think, like, God had you in mind and said this world was better because of you, and I had something in your sphere of influence that I wanted to use you for. Um, So it's like, but you can't do that without being yourself. Like, when you're trying to be other people, that goes undone. And, like, that's just, like, a really, I feel like that's such a hard conversation. We live in a, in a world where that's, that's so normal to look, to all look the same or to all strive to uh, fit a certain mold. But I think it's such a clear tactic of the enemy because it's like if everybody looks the same, they'll never know what they're actually created Mm to be because ultimately the people too who might be getting all the attention or the people who you might want to be trying to emulate in this world, they're still living for man. So they don't even actually know what they are truly purposed to do. Because outside of God, there is no purpose. Yeah. So it's like when you really think about that, it's like, wow, like, Now we're just following a bunch of people who have no idea who they are thinking that it will give us identity and Mm -hmm. it will give us purpose. And then we all just end up being lost being like, Mm. I don't actually know what the point of life is. Like, that's really crazy. Mm. It's so important to be yourself because there's something specifically Mm. that each person is set here to do. But without being yourself, it will always go undone.
0: So good. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Okay. So our call is to love um, and to be love in this world. What are some practical things that people can be doing like more, like to love more just as Jesus did?
1: I think probably I think about like what Jesus did in his life and, you know, we can't be Jesus. He's perfect. But that's like our example. And there's a scripture that talks about in all of Jesus's 33 years of life. It says he never once did anything for his own pleasure, for he did all to serve others. So like in a 33 year span of life, like he never once was like, hey, I'm going to take a nap or, because it's like or I'm never going to like do something because it's better for me. It was always like, how can I serve? How can I love? The focus was always off of himself. And again, can we be that way? No, <laughs> he's perfect. We can't be Jesus. But he was saying this life is not for you. Like from the beginning, he was saying your life is meant to serve. It's meant to love. So it's like, what does serving look like in a day-to-day? Like, I think it's being generous, being when you have something where somebody else has a need. And sometimes generous doesn't always look like giving something physical or material. Being generous can be like, I'm really tired, but this person really needs me and I'll take them out and maybe I'll treat them to coffee and I'll be there and I'll listen and I'll give them a helping hand and I'll pray for them. Like being generous looks like pouring out even when you're tired yourself, even when you don't feel like you have anything left to give. Um, I think loving like Jesus looks patient. It's um, it's really slowing down the day to day. Um, It's not moving through things so fast, but it's really being in the present moment. Um, I think being Mm -hmm. like Jesus, like to love like Jesus is to be bold when you're around another another people like. I don't know. Like there's been mm-hmm. so many times where it's like it's made me uncomfortable, but I've been like, Can I pray for you? And I've never had somebody say no. <laughs> so it's like yeah. clearly everybody's really like,
0: and yeah. if they can because yeah.
1: I'm not saying let me pray for you. I'm yeah. like, I say, can I? Nobody's ever said no. Yeah. But that's that's mm-hmm. loving. Like Jesus is being like, wow. I'm here for you. I'm listening. I love you. I'm meeting you right where you at. If you have a need and I have the means to give it, I will supply. Um, Because ultimately, as Christians, if we are the best example that somebody has of Jesus until they come to know him for himself, then I want to make sure that when they're around me, whatever I do allows them to better understand the character of God. And if I'm doing something selfishly, not only does it not allow them to better understand the character of God, but it could confuse them if they associate me with the gospel. And that's a really dangerous place to be if we're not intentional with putting others before ourselves.
0: I think something too that that I've been doing is like every single morning before like I get out of bed, I say to myself, I'm like, oh, wow, like I just, even if I, even if I've had a bad week, even if if, if I've just been off with my quiet time or I haven't felt close to, you know, Jesus in the week or whatever, I wake up every morning and I say, okay, God's joy is available to me today. I'm going to take it. And I can't believe that that that's an opportunity for every single person in this world. Every single human has that invitation. Um, So I think it's such a beautiful thing when we learn to accept that and then when we learn to position ourselves, um, you know, when we do get to know God more and his character to be a reflection of that. Because I don't want to be anybody else. God is my be-all and end-all to me. True. Like, and something happens. Like when you accept like God into your life, something has to change. Like you're not the same. Like what you were saying before, your life completely changes. You don't so, want to be either. And, and you don't want to be. And that's, yeah, 100%. It's so mm. good. So, yeah, why do you think it's so important to trust
1: God and his truths? I think because, so the Bible, <laughs> the Bible is either completely true or it's not at all. So if you believe this to yeah. be the truth, and if mm-hmm. that, and there is no truth outside of the Bible, because um, that's the truth. There is no truth outside of the Bible, in case that statement was confusing. Mm-hmm. There is no truth outside of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. that is, as a Christian, if you believe that, but you don't trust in it, that's that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like If you are really proclaiming that as the truth of your life, yet, yet you don't know if you can trust in the one who wrote it, I think it's it's a heart problem. Like There's something bigger, whether it's you're associating the gospel with another person or a past hurt or a time of feeling abandoned or left or something that really hurt you, or maybe it's just a pride thing. I'm not sure, but it's so important to trust in the gospel because there is no truth outside of it. So anything that you're trusting outside of the Bible is false. So that means that your trust is in something that's actually not real or something that is counteractive or something that's um, even worse of this world. So that means it's against the character of God, means it's against the gospel. So it's so important to trust in it because there is no truth outside of it. It's the only thing you can actually trust in, period. We can't trust in people. We can't trust in positions. We can't trust in money. We can't trust in... Situations like that. So the only thing we can trust is that. And if your trust is outside of it, I mean, we know what it's like to trust in things outside of God. We've all been hurt, but in that way, sometime or time, you know, we've all experienced some instance of that. Um, But I think it's just so important to trust in it, just when we fully recognize, like this is the way, the truth, the life. Mm -hmm. That's it's called. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, like that is what the Bible is called. It's called the truth. So, like, Mm -hmm. if that's what it's considered, then that means there is nothing true outside of it. That's the only true thing.
0: Yeah. And that's just not like, that's Mm. not just fluff. Like you're not lying to the people (laughs) listening. It's like, Mm. I've, I've, I know what it's like. And I know that the Bible, like, you know, there's, it's full of like convictions and poems and Psalms or whatever it is, but also it's filled with really good life advice. It's like a blueprint about, you know, this is like, God knows the best way to live. And I think most of the time, like we tend to, um, praise and, you know, Focus so much on like creation and not so much yeah. the creator. But if the creator is the one who created the creation, then obviously like he knows what's best for the creation, you know. And he knows um how to use our everyday to the best that we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to look at anything else? I've seen what that's done <laughs> yes. for my life when I'm not in it, yeah. you know. I've yeah. no people yeah. hurt me. Things happen in life that mm-hmm. suck. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that that's a promise that will stand for eternity. And I think if I have that in my heart every single day, then I'm like, God, what do you want yes. me to do today? Like you show me. And then mm. whatever it is, it's based on the truth of God. And I, I love That's that so much. Good. I wanted to wrap up quickly with just a question because I know I had this talk with you on the phone when we had that like yeah. <laughs> uh, four hour conversation. this it four hours? Year, it was like three. It's not, it was like two like, I don't know. I don't know. It was long time. Long time. time. <laughs> long time. Um, but I, I think something for me is I tend to of overthink a lot of the time right and i i know in my life i want god's dna to be on everything like i want his fingerprints to be on every single area of my life like my family life like how i'm treating my family or my identity my work my social media and i think in this day and age where you know um social media has become such a big thing i always i always have like this pressure to be like not pressure but like use it like use it to show what living with God looks like and maybe somebody can get encouragement maybe somebody can Mm. get inspiration and I find you know I'm especially when I'm looking at your Instagram I'm like oh my gosh Jesus is all over this girl like it's Mm -hmm. so obvious and so evident what do you think is the best way for somebody to be using Mm. Instagram that's not in the way that's like falling into the comparison trap it's not you know, getting consumed by it too much, but you're and I have it. a, I have this thing as well where it's like I don't want to look like the mm-hmm. world, like I yeah. don't want to seem like I'm full, because I guess it's like it's more like a my own, it's my problem where I think that oh, if I use Instagram like how I, how I think I should use it, then is that is that like conforming mm-hmm. to what everybody else does? But then again, I feel like I'm called yeah. to use it. Do you know what I mean? And so I get in a little bit of a funk, and I get some no, s- I, get I, I get
1: it. <laughs> I I've had moments too with God because I. Um, but I don't know what it is, but I, I laugh at God sometimes because I feel like some of the ways he's moved in my life, the biggest is through Instagram. I mean, I met my husband on Instagram. We built our church off Instagram. I met, you know, you guys on Instagram. I met my college roommate. I met my older brother. Um, I started like our young women's uh, ministry on Instagram. Like, it's been very weird. Cause I, I've felt confused too. Cause I'm like, Lord, um, This is a very worldly thing, and I don't think God ever, I don't think the original plan was for us to ever have access to every single person's life in our back pocket. Like, there's no way, you know, that that was God's original plan. But does that mean he'll make it for good? 110%, he makes everything for his glory. But you can see how... Um, it, it all goes back to the identity thing is if the enemy can get us to look at every single other person how will we ever fully live for who we are who we were created to be because we're constantly looking at other things so I totally agree it's is it um, I've taken fast I've been off of Instagram for like a week 10 days and that's that has to happen regularly for me because if I don't um, instead of being the one who, has the control. I start to be just the consumer. Um, and that's We never want to be in the position where we feel like we are enslaved to being like, I can't get off. I start my day with this. Um, I, I can't get on Instagram or any social media before I've read the Word of God. I've done that plenty of times, and I've mm-hmm. found that every time I do it usually yeah. hinders my time with the Lord because I've, I'm already distracted. I didn't give him yeah. my first fruits. Yeah. I mm-hmm. gave them away already. And it's like, dang, like it's a really hard f- reality for me to think like, dang, my yeah. initial reaction was to give my first fruits away before even considering God. And when that was really resonating in my heart, I'm like I can't afford to do that anymore. Like it just can't happen. So like for me, I'm like, Lord, I know you've done so much work in my life through Instagram. And I even had days where I'm like, Lord, I'll delete it right now. If you want me to delete it, I literally don't care. I will do it because I've experienced life without it. Because after it's very interesting Social media is uh, unique in the sense of, and I might just be speaking for myself, but normally like, you know, statistically people will tell us that it takes like 30 days to break a habit or something like that, like four weeks or whatever. But every time I take a fast from social media, I find like the first day is kind of hard, second day maybe a little bit, but by day three, I don't ever feel the need to get back on. Like our body almost senses how unnatural it is where like it almost weeds itself out without me even having to put in that much effort like i don't know and maybe for some people day three and day four is still a really big struggle but for me i noticed that once it's kind of out of my way for a couple days like i got to day 10 and i was like do i even want it back like i'm i could honestly go without it but the thing was is i'm reminded like lord some of the biggest ways you've moved in my life have been on Instagram because you put people in my reach that otherwise I would not have been able to reach and so what is being faithful with that look like does it so getting off it didn't seem like that was I personally did not feel called to get off but I did feel an accountability of like what is responsibly using this look like because now I just maybe getting off was too clean cut it was like cutting cold turkey it was a little too extreme but that means then what what is healthier habits. So I fast. I try to fast from it for at least one to three days, like once a month. Um, there's been times where if I'm really struggling, like if I'm noticing it's getting to be too much, I'll get off for a longer duration of time. Like I said, I don't check it before. Um, I don't check it before I've read the word. I want to make sure my first fruits are always going to the Lord. Cause I've been in the habit where I felt like I just would check it to wake up. And it seems so innocent. I would be like, Oh, I'm just waking up. I'm just checking my phone. Like, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no, like that's actually really weird that that's the first thing that I allow myself to see before I even get out of bed. Like, that's really weird. And like, I think like that was a big thing. Um, too like, I even I remember always feeling kind of guilty about this one, but I just realized, like, before, like, I used to follow a bunch of people from high school or people I maybe want once or twice, but I would notice the things that they were posting, like, dang, like, I'm really not about this. Like, whatever they're posting, I love them. If they want to meet up, mm-hmm. I would be there. But until then, like, this isn't, like, pure and holy, and I should not be putting myself in a position to see mm-hmm. anything that doesn't line up with um with what the Lord would have me to be acting like. So I only follow people who I would consider um, healthy, like good for me to be looking at, that line up with my morals and anything outside of that could become a stumbling block, then it has to go. So I just had to get to a point where I'm like, I don't feel guilty if I unfollow this anymore because it's just expensive for my faith walk and it's not worth being cost anything. So I I would have to unfollow people that didn't line up with that. Um, And then I think just too, like such a big thing is just being, more mindful of like mindlessly scrolling like I just like making sure like okay I'm I'm getting into this place now where I've been on here for a hot minute and I don't I don't even know how I got here because it's like I'm like what the heck I just don't hmm. even know so it's like when I am getting on yeah. I, I want to be more intentional with just maybe seeing like what close friends or family have posted um does that mean I never mindlessly scroll no we all fall into it it's, it's not that at all But I'm saying, like, just being more intentional about being, like, how long have I been on? Looking at my screen time and being, like, okay, how long am I on average Mm. spending? Being more aware of that. And that's a hard reality (laughs) to accept because we fall into such a daily routine of it that it's, like, wait, you mean to tell me five hours of my day goes Mm. to that? Like, what?
0: Mm. You know what's crazy there, Gav? Like, I was talking to these girls. They're, like, they're in, like, grade 11. So that's probably, like, 17. Some of them are 18. And I told them, I was like, I checked my screen time one time and it said, like, three hours. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst. And they're like, three hours. Are you serious? One time mine was 14. Wow. I "I feel sick. How can you be on social media? But I know what Gabby's talking about. Like, I know that feeling of, like, the – first thing you think of when you wake up is literally just to check your phone and it's like oh turn off my alarm but then mm. you just find yourself clicking Instagram and then scrolling yeah right and you're
1: like it's oh, true because it's God. like uh-huh. then usually mm. after you'll go into your quiet time and it's like your brain's already like seen activity like it's I don't even know what yes. it is but it's like yes it's-
0: yeah (laughs) it's 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 literally i guess it's science but like when you're looking like when the first thing you look at is like other people's lives and then you kind of go into your quiet time it's like it hinders your day if that makes sense
1: i get that i've experienced i know what that's like even when you think about like people's physical diet like when people i like literally was just telling this to dylan last night it's so funny this came up i was telling like apparently what like what you physically eat in the morning so like let's say like if you were to eat a donut like something like really unhealthy like waffles something like you're 90% more likely to go throughout the day eating more junk food, like sugary foods, foods that aren't healthy. But if you start your day with healthy food, like maybe like Mm -hmm. a banana or like you wait you're like the chances of you having anything unhealthy from the, the for the rest of the day are little to nothing so i'm like how true is that in our spiritual lives that when i have something wow. that's crap for the morning yes. <laughs> the rest of my day i'm going to just consume more crap yes. compared to in my <laughs> yeah because yeah, so and strange. in your brain you're
0: like Right? That's so true. Because in my brain, I'm like, oh, I've already been on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, what's another 10 minutes going to do? Yeah. Do you ever it's feel true. like but that? Then, like, and, oh. then, and then the flip side of it is like, it's, okay, it's like I've spent my time. Not saying it's just like a tick off to-do list, but it's like when I've been like in the word of God, when I've gotten like my own revelation for how my day is going to look or vision for my life, right. everything. Not selfishly thinking like me, 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 but like spending time with me and God. Then that then gives you like a really good mindset to then go on social media and then not yes. fall into the trap you know what i mean because mm-hmm. you, you're disciplined in the way that like i know this isn't going to be good and you them. also forget yeah. that you can also pray about that kind of stuff be like god can right. you guide my oh heart, my gosh, heart no, it's while i'm so using Instagram. true. i'm like
1: i think about that too i'm like yeah. you ask god for strength to to make these kind of decisions why would he ever say no to that like why would he say no like he never would That's so <laughs> crazy gabby i loved this conversation
0: i got so much goodness out of it so thank you so much for taking the time i don't how long was this one I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like we could talk for hours though, seriously. Aww. But I don't want to take up any more of your time. You're the best. Oh, thank and you guys so yeah, much. Just thank it was you so much, so much for fun. Good. All right. Love you guys. I'll see you later. So guys, if you are new here, A Love Like This is now on Patreon. So if you want to support this podcast, have exclusive access to episode polls and have your name mentioned each week, make sure you check out the link in this week's show notes well i think it's fair to say gabby gave us some incredible insight into how we can start coming closer to god and living a more purpose-driven life we spoke about just how amazing social media can be if we use it properly this means using it for the world and not of the world something we try and preach as often as we can we also touched on just how important it is to live every day like god is watching If you act in a way that you would make him proud, then your entire life will have so much more meaning. We hope that you have the most incredible week and make sure to check out Gabby on Instagram and TikTok at Gabrielle Chicoin. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay safe and we'll catch you guys next Saturday.